0: welcome everyone to the sickos committee podcast this is our preview of week one I'm Jordan. I'm the VP of Graphic Design, amongst other titles. With me tonight is Commissioner Escalante and our member in good standing, Chicken Sedan. Chicken Sedan, how are you doing tonight?
1: I am doing great, Jordan. Glad that you could have me here. I I don't know uh, if I'm really in good standing. I feel like sometimes I might make some rogue posts, but I'm trying to uh, keep with the standing of sickos. So I'm glad to be here.
0: Tonight, we want to sort of get to our week one. We've got lots of games that we're looking forward to. The first thing, gentlemen, I want to talk about, though, is cock commander south carolina you mean general Gen- okay, if you want to go with General Commander Cock, General Cock Commander, that's fine too. South Carolina decided they needed a new name, or the, I think the lawyers said they needed a new name for their mascot.
2: So technically, it was a it was a cockfight.
0: Technically, it was a cockfight. Yes, <laughs> something we, something we don't condone. However, no. this was absolutely a cockfight, and it turns out that when you put votes up to the public, people suggest amazing things. My favorite one, I believe, was the oh, what was the Spanish one?
1: Oh, the Marco
2: Marco Polo.
0: Marco Pollo, Yes. Oh, it was
1: Marco, Marco Pollo. Pollo. I, did, I thought I yeah, saw Marco yes. Polo and I, I didn't realize yeah. there was an actual chicken connection there. That makes so much yeah. more sense.
0: Mar- Marco Polo Pol- was my personal favorite, but Cock Commander got the most votes. But of course, no one can have any fun, so it oh. is the general.
1: So I'm a little behind on the way they did the voting for this. Did It look to me, I only saw the poll, and like by the time that the voting came out, Cock Commander was already a name that was put forward. So was there a committee that put these names forward, or was it just an open poll?
2: It, it was not our committee, I'll just say that. But uh, <laughs> if only we could have done that. So basically what happened is that there's the legal fight, the legal cock fight over what to call which, oh, no, am I in trouble? Can't say okay, that. I said it. All right, you may need to bleep that. But due to the legal <laughs> fight between like the two owners of now the general or whatever, uh, they had to rename it. Uh, they were recommended by the school to rename it. In that situation, they suggested Clock Norris, the Marco Pollo, you know, there was a couple of other ones, and then put out Cock Commander. And, of course, the internet ran with that, but it just kept going and going. And so, basically, the internet is just basically named the Cock Commander. Commander, Even though they announced the official name as the general Spencer Rattler, of course, was asked. He's like, honestly, I I, I thought the name uh, of the the mascot was Cock Commander. So Spencer Rattler is in the lead for the People's Heisman this year already uh, by saying that. So and and Chicken Sedan. I don't know if you're going to be enlisted to drive around Cock Commander in your Chicken Sedan.
1: Another note on, uh, on on Cock Commander, R.I.P. Uh, the name Cock Commander was. I mean, is with Cluck Norris, really something we're going to do in, in 2022?
0: Yeah, that, that felt like a very mid-2010s th- mid like 2010s joke. So guys, for week one, we've got some games we're going to cover. Some of these are going to be in our top 10. Some of them are going to be just games we're interested in. I think our number one is going to be this week, Florida State and LSU. Florida State and LSU are playing at the Caesar Superdome whatever we're calling it nowadays. This is going to be our anxiety bowl for the week. We have a coach that is holding on for dear life. And we have a coach who sounds like Foghorn Leghorn, who showed up in the South and decided that he was going to do that.
1: just want to know if either of you uh called into the fire mike norvell twitter space that was going i think probably over 24 hours i know i called in for a few hours that day it was large source of entertainment
2: i was i was definitely in there for at least four or five hours it 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 went it went like almost my full shift of work my normal job and and and, you know just listening to people chime in with fire mike norvell on a twitter space all day a little bit of a sicko behavior there but (laughs) it was very entertaining i mean they had what like up to like seven to eight thousand people in a Twitter space. I've never seen that before. Replicated really since then.
0: That is sort of where we're at with Florida State. I know a lot of Florida State fans were really excited about what they saw last week against Duquesne. However, it was against Duquesne, so I'm not sure that that gives you a whole lot to work off of. I think whatever team wins this game is going to have stupid expectations put upon them, and whatever team loses this game is going to feel like their entire world has collapsed. And I don't think either of those things are true.
2: Immediate hot seat it, it's coming, ca-
1: incoming. Yeah.
2: It's, it's going to be the the 2016 Texas versus Notre Dame game all over again. You know, the one where Texas won and yeah. was it double OT or a single OT? And then, was, like, yeah. Joe, Joe Tessitore was like, Texas is back. And, and then, like, Notre Dame went four and eight. Uh, And Texas was not back. So I have a feeling this game could basically duplicate or replicate exactly what that game was in 2016.
1: Hey, I I don't know if you notice, I see we got an incoming call coming in. Uh, Somebody looks like they're trying to join in on the podcast. Oh, yes. Let's see. Let's see who that is. Oh, oh, hello, boys. This is here, Bron Kelly. I uh, hear you talking about the Battle of the Bayou. We got them boys from Tallahassee coming in. We showing some Southern ho- hospitality, them how we're gonna treat them like family down here. But you know, we like the family that we have sit on, on on the side to to sit at the kiddie table. They 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 ain't gonna hang with us. What do you all think about uh, about this game?
0: Coach, I have a couple I have a couple questions. Who did your vocal work? Because that's beautiful.
1: I mean I you know, I, I, I was raised uh, uh several generations down here on the bayou. You know, my my, my grandpappy he, he taught me how to fish for crawdads, he taught me how to how to get catfish, uh he, he, he taught me how to stay away from gators.
0: Now I have to look where Brian Kelly is actually from. Brian, I think
1: from you're, you're, you're from Massachusetts? <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, Ma- Ma- Massachusetts, uh, 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 you mean, you mean Massachusetts Parish. <laughs> Massachusetts Parish. Yeah, <laughs> Matt,
0: Massachusetts spelled with an E-A-U-X somewhere in there.
1: I hear the crawdad singing. I got, I got, I got to get, I get on the run. Uh, it was like, thanks for having me on.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Coach Kelly. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
2: but... That's I, th- I
1: think he's really bought in. I don't know. It sounds like he's he really thinks he's from totally. there.
0: You know, I, I, I'm pretty sure that it's gonna be like Joe, gonna be like Joe Burrow. Whereas if Brian Kelly can win down there, they will spell his name with extra letters and they will give him a jersey and they will make him official.
2: I don't. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out where they put the EAUX right now.
0: Oh, and, and Brian Kelly. What's his middle name? Hold up.
2: I don't, I don't know. Can Call Brian Keith. You,
0: he's Brian Keith Kelly. That's oh. No.
2: so he's BKK.
0: He's BKK, and the more I read about him, the more I'm just like, holy
2: Jesus, this guy! It's just yeah. weird. I, I mean, like, I, I mean, I grew up in 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 New Orleans and, and went to so many different unless You got you got me talking in the accent now, Chicken dance. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. He oh, brought my, it out at me. Oh, oh, like, oh. me, He's me like, for? It. I don't know. If just oh. me
1: being here made Brian Kelly call. I don't know. I don't know. Brian called Kelly called. Podcast.
2: I thought it was a spam call, but. Bobby Boucher almost came out, uh, but my mama said that, that'll get us a army because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> but uh, right, no, the Brian Kelly thing is very weird. It's very strange. He's going by Coach BK, so we can make a graphic with like Brian Kelly as the Burger King. That's yeah, um, that's really good. That's gonna happen. I don't know if it's done already. I think some of our followers have already done that.
0: Anything else about that game? Nothing I can no. think of. It's it's basically just going to be a complete anxiety fest, and we're going to have expectations. It's going to be weird.
2: I hope we get another like FSU angry dad camera shot in the stands. You know, from that Ole Miss game, the FSU dad, angry, yeah. upset. You know.
1: From my notes, it looks like this is the only uh, game between two preseason ranked sickos teams. So, if nothing else, that's got to shoot up the list if you're if you're concerned. Because yeah, the loser of yeah. this game is going to you know have a lot of questions they're going to be going into their conference schedule having that that one marquee game they were hoping to win and now all of a sudden they're yep. knocked down a peg and everybody's going to hate their coach.
2: And it's the only game on. Sunday night. That's it. Oh, this is the Sunday night game. You're right. game
1: These these early season games, the timing is so weird. We got Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday night, even. That's it's not something else.
0: Okay. Well, next one up we have is Illinois and Indiana. This is such a big 10 game. This is basically when you talk about like... The gooey, gross middle of the Big Ten, eating your mashed potato, eating like just four bowls of mashed potatoes. That's what this game is.
2: With an extra helpin of puns.
0: With an extra helping of puns. Uh, Indiana it was like
2: twenty sixth. 26- by the way, so like they were just outside of the top twenty-five.
0: Okay,
1: so they were they Indiana were real was close. That, Indiana was that team that just disappointed last year. They had the they were pushing nine, Indiana the year before, and then all of a sudden everybody you know they came in with they ranked 17 at the beginning of last season, something like that, and it completely fell off the table.
0: Indiana does have a very special thing they're looking for this season. They are chasing 700 losses, which would make them the first FBS team to do that. Indiana, if you can't win big, we suggest you lose big so we can have the celebration.
1: Illinois came in the preseason ranked number 19 in our Sickos rankings, and I think there's a good argument to be made based on last year's performance for them to be quite a bit higher than that. You know, they started the season week zero against Nebraska with the immediate safety to begin the season, beat Nebraska, went retreated into their shells for the rest of the season, and then somehow emerged glorious like a beautiful butterfly in the most wondrous game of the year. To a 9
2: OT game. We're never going to forget that one. Nine. I think I hit the tweet list because I just kept tweeting, like, Penn State didn't score, Illinois didn't score, and Twitter was like, you've already tweeted that.
1: Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> I was like, I did it, like, five times in a row, so Twitter right. was smart. have done it
0: right? a whole lot, you're right.
1: Warning, most posters don't tweet like this.
2: <laughs> most <laughs> posters don't like this. Do you want to hide this from everybody? Do you feel Do you feel shame? You should. <laughs> watch
1: to see if game? you read the article first, instead of asking, would you like to read the article first, would you, uh, please don't watch this game before tweeting this.
2: Content warning. Content, yeah,
0: Con- <laughs> content warning. This is, this is for sickos only, and for people who don't really need to talk to their families. <laughs> because trying to talk to your loved one and be like honey this is a ama- look at this great game it's going on nine overtimes have they done much no not at all that's the whole point it's like it's 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 like watching something in stasis it's beautiful well co- also coming up we've got temple and duke
2: why <laughs> i I think it's Temple at Duke, I believe. Are they in Philly? Because if they're in the link, that's like there's going to be nobody there, really.
0: I'm going to type in Temple football schedule, and I promise I'm the only person to ever do that. It's at Duke.
2: It's at Duke. Okay. It's at Duke. So it's it's a it's a weird Friday night game along with the Illinois and Indiana. So we get these two back to back on Friday, (laughs) are almost overlapping. So Friday is the it seems to be quite sickle there. I believe Temple or Duke. Both have losing streaks of seven or eight games each. I think maybe Duke has lost eight in a row, and Temple's lost seven in a row. This is somebody's. They're finally going to get a win. So that's that's one reason for this game. And, and honestly, I it's up there for the top. But oh man, this one's who? Someone tell me who uh, Temple's head coach is.
1: Uh, I think I have it right here. It's Stan Drayton. I have no idea okay. who he
0: is. Who who is who is Stan Drayton? Someone 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 share with me who is Stan Drayton?
2: He's the guy that got hired after Manny Diaz left the job in in like six days. Not true.
1: (laughs) No, yeah. He's new. Oh dude. He was he was a former assistant head coach, uh, running backs and I don't know what RGC is for Texas last year. Running game
0: you guys need to go look up the, the Wikipedia article real fast of Rod carry the coat the temple coach before before this guy and look at his wikipedia picture because it is amazing
1: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it looks like one of our listeners
0: <laughs>
1: oh, oh, <laughs> he, oh. call in soon. he
0: apparently was northern Illinois head coach for like six
2: years as well sure okay he was the mac coach of the year in 2013 all right okay. he's well, there currently you go. He,
1: he's currently the quality control coordinator at indiana <laughs>
2: So there's a connection to Indiana and Illinois. There we go. There, there we go. We got it. Oh god. Full circle.
0: And, and, and as you said, like and you, as you said, Duke has a new head coach too,
2: and that is Elko from A M, right? Mike Elko? Yes, it is. It is Elko. Okay. So
0: right. that so they, they made a very good hire, and we hope Temple made a good hire too, even though we are just learning about who that is. That sort of describes everyone's investment in Temple football for the most part.
2: I'm sorry, Temple fans. We I know I we gotta we got a few that follow us, but <laughs> I, I didn't know that off the top of my head. I, I apologize.
1: I didn't even know Temple had you a missed, football game. You missed the whole
2: coach in there. How dare you be in the sickles Community and you don't even know our coach. You don't even know.
0: Well, those are, those are some of our Friday night games. We're going to back up one more day. And we have, on Thursday, what might be... We have lots of Pitt fans. We have lots of West Virginia fans. And the Backyard Brawl is back.
2: Man,
1: it's backyard great. Backyard Brawl I mean, no is left. back. I
2: mean, last time they played was at 2011. So, like, I mean, there's, like, a generation of, of of kids or college kids that have never seen this, this madness between Pitt and West Virginia. They, I mean, it's 11 years ago. So, I mean, like, you'd have to be, like, seven the last time if you're, like, a fresh college student at 18 to see this. This game is always insane i think the other day in the in the discord i said i typed in 13 to 9 and then like a pit fan got paged like the batman signal they're like oh somebody said 13 9 <laughs> it, it was like they come running like oh 13 to 9. oh this game has been played 104 times
0: the first one was back in 1895 which west virginia won eight to zero
1: that's not even I'm fact, predicting the score a that for that one
0: I'm looking I'm looking at the old games, and, man, there were a lot of zeros. For a while, basically, Pitt was blinking West Virginia for, like, the first 30 years or so. In
1: 1900, yeah. the score was 6-5 West Virginia, and we had West Virginia <laughs> coach five. Dr. John E. Hill versus Pitt coach Dr. M. Roy Jackson. <laughs> so
2: Pitt in West Virginia had two doctors coaching the team? <laughs> <We> got, okay.
0: <laughs> sure.
2: Uh, you know, you know, and and
0: it I'm sure I'm sure they were I'm sure they were doctors of something fun because I'm pretty sure they weren't medical doctors.
1: Oh, they'll have something to cure you. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, well yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, snake Minimum moonshine does cure th- some things. Yes. Uh, the last time the backyard brawl was played, West Virginia won twenty-one to twenty, and that was in twenty eleven. That was at the sort of the dying gasps of the Big East, and since then it has been dormant. The interesting thing about going into this game is that Coach Pat Narduzzi has spoken out. Uh, pit Coach Pat Narduzzi and has said not to drink too much. I really don't think they're going to manage that, guys.
1: Have the uh, no. has anybody been tracking furniture sales in uh, Morgantown the last week? Anybody stocking up on couches in, in anticipation? <laughs> Just go to the local dump in Morgantown. Throw out your couches.
0: Someone suggested that we set up shop outside uh, whatever we're calling Hinesfield Acu- Acupuncture Stadium and basically just sell couches out of the back of our truck so people have something to burn after the game no matter what.
2: Getting so you it. all full of couches. Just show up. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I, here I, you I, go, Yins. Just burn them.
0: Yep. Here we go. Hey, Yins. We got couches for you right here.
1: So on so oh. paper, this is a game that. that... Pitt should come away handily, right? We all know that's not going to happen.
2: No, these are, this is the classic, like, throw the records out when these two teams meet.
0: Uh let's see. I'm actually curious what the line is on this game. I think
2: Pitt's favored by four or five or something, I think, maybe.
0: I'm seeing I see Pitt by Pit uh oh, sorry, I see yeah. So West Virginia like seven and a half or a plus seven and a half. That sort of feels about right, but then again, Pitt is without their golden boy who has gone off to the NFL. So who knows? I think Pitt could be a giant steaming crater this year. I don't know.
2: The the funny thing about this is West Virginia starting a USC transfer from Southern California and Pitt is also starting a USC transfer
0: at oh, quarterback. because that's Because
2: Keaton Slovis, that's yes. right. He transferred. Yep. So two former USC quarterbacks that were on the same team now are in this blood feud
1: <laughs> in the backyard <laughs> brawl. It should be great. So this is canonically a Big Ten game, then. Basically,
0: yes. This is this is this is a this is a this is both Pac-12 After Dark and a Big Ten game.
1: And and Pitts Unfair. already got UCLA colors, so I'm gonna piss off both oh, franchises. Oh Thank my you. god! <laughs> careful,
2: those shades are super important. I'm glad you called yourself Chicken Sedan here because if they knew your <laughs> real name, they're coming for you. <laughs> Moving on from the backyard brawl.
0: We're gonna to go to Boone, and we're gonna see App State host North Carolina. This is Mac Brown versus Mac Brown. North Carolina, good God, don't go to Boone. Jordan, no, explain like, this
1: uh, Mac Brown Mac Brown connection for for those listeners that might not. Be.
0: So the Mac Brown the Mac Brown tour de force in his career. Besides apparently playing running back at Vanderbilt, which we learned about last week, he also was head coach for a year at App State and. Was a former and current UNC head coach, so so yeah, this is going to be a Mac Brown versus Mac Brown masterpiece. I assume that if App State starts winning, he'll just walk to the other side, grab a different hoodie. Hey boys, I, I I'm coming back to coach App State. It'll be wonderful.
1: If that happens, whose hand does he shake and steal their essence of at the end of the game?
0: Mac Brown can only steal Mac Brown's energy. It will be it will be this perfect circle. It, perpetual perpetual energy is not possible except if you're Mac Brown shaking mac brown's hand
2: so, so mac brown's looper is going to be coaching the game
0: <laughs> yeah, yes <laughs> absolutely right and at the end mac brown will close the loop
2: he will close the loop and resume his hair from 1986
0: it is such good hair again we will, we will post this picture it looks like lego hair it, it, does look like <laughs> it lego, absolutely man. does Great.
1: so uh in my limited research that I did trying to trying to figure some things out before coming on this podcast, I looked up the um, the possibility of teams winning at Boone, because it seems like I've heard a lot of things about it being a tough place to play. It's kind of a rowdy atmosphere. Uh, App State fans are known for being a lot of fun and very loud. But it turns out in the several, I think they've had two or three matchups since they've been an FBS school against P5 teams, and they have not... St- beaten a single one uh we had a loss to miami in 2016 where they got beat 45 10 i have no idea how good that miami team was and then Not 2017 good. i actually they They uh, just barely lost to Wake Forest 19-20. But if we go the other route, they have, in their last matchup, defeated North Carolina in 2019. Uh, I also noticed that they played several other Carolina teams, basically all the other teams from Carolina. Charlotte, South Carolina, Coastal. I guess they avoided East Carolina. Uh, There's no other teams in the Carolinas. So, I mean, I think we give them the, the championship by default over East Carolina. That year, I, mean, I
0: mean, I mean, there is there is
2: Clemson, but
1: no, 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 no. That's <laughs> in my himself. research notes. That didn't turn up at all. Dabo,
2: Dabo's mad at you now. Yeah. Oh. See, I'm <laughs> again, glad He's we. He's going to use person. that. He's going to use that for motivation. I'm pretty sure he can. in Clemson.
1: I'm pretty sure the podcast uh, airwaves can't penetrate the walls of his castle. So
0: we'll go on to Western Kentucky, traveling to the islands to play Hawaii.
2: At 11
0: p.m. Central, midnight Eastern.
2: Which app is this on? The the Team One Sports app. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, we'd happen to be, you know, your sponsor for the Team One Sports app because it, that app is as quality as this podcast. Does Apparently, Big Red travel with the team? I hope so. He flies the plane.
1: Do you think he's going to go there and, and just ingest a bunch of volcanic rocks and come home and just curse the rest of the, the lower 48 as if things could get worse?
0: He's the hilltopper, so he's going to eat the top of the volcanoes. I'm pretty sure that's what you do.
1: Or is he going to become the top of the volcanoes?
0: Okay, so so now we have we have a a world in which Big Red is assumed into the Hawaiian pantheon because he has consumed a volcano, and that is that is so like classical mythology as hell. He climbed the volcano and consumed it.
1: Maybe he's returning home. Maybe he was birthed by a volcano and blasted he, the top of the hill off and there goes he, big red
2: he could have been because this is the first meeting between western kentucky and hawaii so it's 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 big red's return home
0: at the start of the world there was nothing but big red
2: and i want big, big, red. big red that's right <laughs> big red big red shot for shot remake of moana
0: I'm just – you said earlier Big Red flies the plane, and now I'm just picturing like like a plane, but the, the, the livery, like the, the painting on the side is just that really goofy like Big Red.
2: Like the Shamu plane, it's just Big Shamus Red on play. the side. I hope so. Maybe Western Kentucky could afford that. I don't know.
0: The, during the Western Kentucky game, they kept cutting to the – there's like a water tower right outside the stadium. And during the Western <laughs> Kentucky game, they kept cutting to it. And it was just that giant like Big Red. I love that drawing of Big Red so much. This game – who knows hawaii looked bad western kentucky struggled with austin p i just know that i'm gonna be have probably a nice drunk worked on for that actually you know what we'll talk about that later because you and i commissioner yeah. are, are going to be enjoying that game probably very differently than usual than usual yeah i don't know i don't know how that game's going to end up this is going to be a lot of again we we like hawaii on the island but we also thought they were going to roll Vanderbilt, and that did not happen.
2: Tune yeah. to the Team One Sports app to find out. Sponsor us.
1: <laughs> I'm a little worried. I mean, Hawaii's got blown door; their doors blown off by Vanderbilt. They got Western Kentucky coming in, who's probably going to beat them this week. And then they're flying to Michigan next week. It's 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 brutal for them. I, I'm assuming they probably stay in the States between a couple of games. I, I, haven't, I haven't really paid attention to their schedule. Do they have to fly back and forth that often?
0: one year they played umass like that was like the furthest game they go back hey duquesne pops duquesne is going to the islands guys
2: what for homecoming all right the dukes traveling to the islands
0: and then they come back to the states so no they absolutely fly to michigan and they go straight back but you know they're getting those sweet sweet airline miles after that we go to our send our monday night game the only (laughs) game on monday the game that usually has one of the best ratings of the year And it's going to be Clemson and Georgia Tech at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Everyone's going to be watching, at least for a little while. Georgia Tech is Georgia Tech is finding themselves. You ever have, we all have those couple years in our lives when we went out and, you know, we tried to figure out who we were, changed our haircut, got new clothes, found religion, found a new religion, whatever you do, joined a cult, whatever you want to do. And Georgia Tech is finding that. They are looking out for themselves and going, hey, I want to be something different. Clemson is not going to listen to them nicely and go, hey, I'm glad you're looking for that. They're just going to beat them.
2: I, I will say this last year that Clemson did have to make a defensive stand to defeat Georgia Tech last year. Clemson won 14-8. Uh, oh, oh, so that oh was a really ugly game in the rain. Um, and, I mean, Georgia Tech could have won that, but they they just couldn't get it done at the end. So, I mean, maybe Tech fans, Maybe. You know, the uh, the uh, the Atlanta United Stadium will rub off on you. Maybe you could do well. Um, I did want to mention one thing, that there was this sea lion, Diego the sea lion. For some odd reason, this video was circulated, and he, he kissed the Georgia Tech helmet. I just want to say that that sea lion is a homer. He's from the Atlanta Aquarium. He is completely biased, and him picking Georgia Tech is, is totally invalid. Unless it works, Georgia Tech fans, then he's a magic sea lion, okay? Okay. The idea
0: that not only the Sea Lion is biased, but that this Sea Lion is a Tech fan just absolutely sends me up.
2: Big fan of Calvin Johnson. Diego, the Sea Lion, loves him. Loves some Paul Johnson. Apparently, Georgia Tech had a lot of people with the last name Johnson. (laughs) That's basically, you know, maybe they just put the Georgia Tech games on for the Sea Lions to to entertain them. I I hope that's not the case. We don't do that. Pete is going to get on the, the aquarium if they do that.
1: He might have just gotten freaked out by eight ball and, and decided that getting stung by a bee is a better option.
0: That is that is true. Uh, <laughs> what is the actual Clemson mascot's name? I know it's not. I don't, eight, I don't it's know not it's not eight, eight ball,
2: ball, but I see. Believe this that. is the, again. Eight ball is the Clemson mascot's name. Cock commander is the South Carolina mascot's name. It's, we I don't think- know what their real names are.
1: Somebody pointed out I somewhere uh, in a Discord we all share. I believe I saw this today, where somebody pointed out the Clemson Tiger is just called the Clemson Tiger, or is it Mike? That, no, Mike is LSU. I, oh man, it's, it's, just, um, called, it's just called it's just called
0: the, it's called the Tiger.
1: My Midwest is no, showing. Yeah, I can't talk about Southern things. He's Sorry. eight ball.
0: He's eight ball. It's fine. Clemson had a down year last year. I don't think that's going to happen again. Even though they're breaking in the new f- defensive coordinator, I think that Clemson will come back to their usual self. I don't think that Georgia Tech is going to have a good day.
1: This sentence right here, if you've been a Clemson fan for the past ten years, is going to sound just just like, and you just like fell asleep a few years ago, and you just woke up now and you read this sentence, you're going to be so depressed. In December, a couple weeks before Clemson defeated Iowa State in the Cheez It Bowl in Orlando, (laughs) football coach Tabo Sweeney tabbed little-known Wes Goodwin as his new defensive coordinator.
0: God, that's going to
2: absolutely wreck
0: someone's day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Top. Well, they would have missed everything like the past 10 years coming out of the cult. They missed the, yeah. the title,
1: the titles. I guess um, 2019. I don't yeah. know. Somewhere in there. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah.
1: I guess Dabo somewhere woke up there. feeling the cheesiest that day. He
2: did. I'm feeling the
0: cheesiest cold on the cheesiest coach. <laughs> so besides these games, which are our big ones, we wanted to each sort of pick and highlight some things that we're interested in. I'm going to go first. On Saturday at 6pm Central, the Army Black Knights travel to Coastal Carolina. We have the fastest offense in the world and the slowest offense in the world. At some point, there will be at least one quarter where Army has 14 minutes of possession. And the question is basically going to be who scores last. We, I won't be surprised if we see Coastal's defense just let things go, just so they can get the offense back on the field and the defense off the field.
1: Do you think the Army players get surprised by going to Myrtle Beach? Is this just like a huge culture shock coming from West Point?
0: I mean, Army's got players from all over, so maybe not. But I can also imagine that you get on that surf turf, that bright blue turf, and... That's just got to be like a sensory shock to you.
1: Yeah, I imagine they're probably getting a few rounds of golf in before for the game too. So
0: mi- mi- you mean mini golf, right? Because I think right. last year I think last year we realized that Myrtle Beach has I think per capita one of the largest numbers of mini golf except for like Pigeon Forge in Tennessee.
1: They do, but they, they they have mini golf and and they have uh, regular golf as well. My uh, I have an aunt that lives there, and my my parents used to use that as an excuse to fly down and, and go to Myrtle Beach quite a bit. So my dad would golf uh, probably around a day, uh, leave my brother and I to go hit up the mini golf courses, the water parks, uh, the really kitschy boardwalky stuff. Real real fun place.
0: <laughs> Chairman, what games are you, are you interested in this week?
2: Got a few, of course. Just want to mention the UMass at Tulane. So oh, Don man. Brown goes yes. down to get some gumbo He'll so at sweaty. Newman Stadium. He's going to be so sweaty. He's going to be so sweaty. The Northeastern man is not going to be able to handle the humidity in New Orleans. He's going to be grumpy. His mustache will be... Moist. Probably moist. Yeah, you He'll said be it. You so said moist first. <laughs> I, I, I paused on saying moist, but... You went with it. And I mean, they're breaking out the sweet, light blue Angry Wave helmets. I can't wait to oh, see them. Ah, beautiful. Amazing. Great- yeah. I had another one, our, our, our Colorado correspondent, committee member, wanted to point out that TCU at Colorado on Friday, it's going to be the late night game, 9 p.m. It is possible to see TCU play three different quarterbacks, and then Colorado has not settled on a starter either, so they could be playing two different quarterbacks, so we could have quarterback musical chairs on each drive from each team the entire game, so that, that'll be quite interesting.
1: Can I jump in with a with a multiple quarterback story here? I don't, I don't know if y'all saw this today, but uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, the other day had mentioned that he was going to start Cade McNamara in the first game and start J.J. McCarthy in the second game. And I believe in an interview today, he mentioned about how he was like King Solomon and that it's biblical and that no man can know the future. <laughs>
0: Didn't King Solomon split something in half?
2: Yes. Um, I, think, I think he was going to split a baby in half, but the parents that really loved the baby decided, hey, no, you could take the baby as long as the baby's unharmed. And then King Solomon was like, hey, you can have the baby because you really cared for the baby before it was going to get split in half.
1: Do you think that Jim was exp- hoping that one of his two quarterbacks would say, oh, no, 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 give the job to uh, give the job to Cade? No, I don't want it. And then all of a sudden he'd come in the next meeting and say, you know what, JJ, it's yours. You're, you love the quarterback job so much that you knew we couldn't cut it in
0: half. That's exactly what he was hoping because he because I, yeah. I don't want to make the decision. So
2: you guys figure think- it out. I think that's what he wanted. I think that's what he wanted. One of the quarterbacks that go in, lay his jersey down, Rudy style. I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I sacrifice for the team. I don't want us to be fighting over the quarterback position. Please <laughs> let the other guy start.
1: Who is Michigan playing this week? Uh, Michigan is playing Colorado State. Colorado State, that's right. Yeah. Michigan has the Under-in-man cupcakiest insurance. of cupcakey schedules this year. Colorado State Hawaii and our beloved Yukon Huskies
2: so the third game is he's undecided on the starter supposedly in that statement where he said we we've made a decision to decide later in the year yeah, uh, I suppose. so well you can't let Jim nor junior know you can't let Jim Moore junior know who your quarterback is so that's smart by Harbaugh he's scared I mean, he's scared I- of the Huskies
1: I'm old enough to have lived through uh, the Drew Henson, Tom Brady quarterback scenario. So this is this is all old news here
0: chicken sedan what games are you looking at this week
1: uh besides the one we mentioned the ones we've mentioned there's there's one game that I feel like I'm the only one beating the drum for this game and this is because I don't really know anything about either of these teams and that is Virginia Tech traveling to Old Dominion which I think is in Roanoke does that sound right I don't know. no no Old Dominion's yeah. in uh, Norfolk Norfolk uh, yeah. Roads area um so What do I know about these teams? Absolutely nothing. Uh, They've played. I have my Winsopedia here. I think uh, they've played a few times, I think four times in their history. Old Dominion, I believe, has won the most recent game. Nope, nope. I'm sorry. Virginia Tech has won the most recent matchup. It's two to one Virginia Tech. The largest margin of victory. I don't care about that. Uh, in 2019 um the the only thing about this game that i think is important is you're seeing a p5 team travel to the smaller in-state team virginia tech has literally nothing to gain from this game old dominion has everything to gain uh
0: who is their head coach
1: who's old dominion's head coach yeah oh man Uh i don't i don't oh man is it ricky rain
0: it is Ricky Rain, Commissioner. Yes, it uh, is. Ricky I am Rain, redeeming
2: myself here.
0: Ricky Rain, who I saw apparently play quarterback at Cornell.
1: <laughs> I think I saw him race right cr- at Martinsville last week.
2: <laughs> he was in the 28 Sunoco yep. car.
0: What so that? Ricky Rain, besides being Old Dominion's head coach, was also quarterback at Cornell from 99 to 2001. No, it was just before my time, so I did not yeah. see him play quarterback. He was also a Kansas state GA and a Vanderbilt quarterback coach and, uh, was Penn state's offensive coordinator before he got the old dominion job. Well, I don't know. I more just more you know, gotcha.
1: yeah, I'm just going with, with, you know, uh, straight vibes. I saw the line on this game is, uh, Virginia tech minus seven and a half. So nobody else agrees with me, but they are going to travel to the team to old dominion. And, uh, like I said, the only the only former uh, Old Dominion alumni I can think of is Justin Verlander. Uh,
0: Kamish, any other games that yeah. you're watching?
1: So
2: I'm, um, you know, everybody's a, a, NC State has gotten a lot of hype uh, in the beginning of the year. They're like NC State, possible playoff team. Dark horse so candidate.
0: Oh my God! Uh, why would you why would then, you say that to them?
2: And, and then they're starting the year at East Carolina, in-state rivalry. East Carolina is known to pull off something occasionally so and it's at east carolina it's that sleepy noon game where nc state may not be fully awake nc state pulls an nc state derails the hype train immediately i can see that happening so i think they'll do better if they lose that game
0: it's the, it's the old like wazoo thing of yeah. lose the first lose the first game very
2: badly be embarrassed and then win the next 10 10 in a row and then claim that you got left out the playoff and yes they'll hold this loss against you Mm -hmm. The entire time. All right. At least it's non-conference.
1: The overall record between North Carolina State and ECU is 18 to 13 North Carolina State. It seems like, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm assuming North Carolina State has that sort of record against most teams.
0: Yeah, I, I bet you if you looked up their record against almost every team, it would be about fifty, about, about, about 500. That, that feels right.
2: One more I wanted to mention mm-hmm. uh, was Louisiana Tech at Missouri. This one's interesting. It's the Thursday night game. Uh, we want to shout out Coach Eli Drinkwitz for telling students to skip class on Friday because we ain't come to play school. Also, as an old old man, I think maybe about my junior year or sophomore year. I learned this to never schedule Friday classes. If that is a possibility, please just, if you can avoid the Friday classes, enjoy your Thursday Thursday, and then just sleep to like two in the afternoon on Friday and, and enjoy yourself. Enjoy college.
1: One year I actually scheduled only Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes. So I had Tuesdays and Thursdays off. So we'd go to a, a bar that I'm definitely not going to name because uh, at That was probably my freshman or sophomore year. We'd go there on Wednesday nights and do karaoke. And I never had to worry about waking up Thursday. (laughs) Anything you can do to, to get a whole day off. Yeah, I agree.
0: I didn't realize Eli Drinkowitz was also App State's head coach.
1: For like a year.
0: For a year, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that
1: was the year that they won the Carolina Championship in 2019, I believe. It was in
0: 2019, yeah, and they won the and they won the New Orleans Bowl as Sun Belt Conference champs. So that was yeah. And then he got the Missouri job based on that. Again, guys, you're right. You know, Kamish is right. Don't don't have Friday classes. Avoid
2: that. I think we have an update from our previous podcast where our our, our friend Pete mentioned a possibility of Pat Fitzgerald wearing a crystal helmet after winning the Aerolingus Ireland Bowl, I guess we can call it that, uh, the Ireland Classic, because it came with like a crystal ball trophy and then apparently a crystal ball helmet. So uh, we did tweet it out, I believe uh, whenever this drops, maybe one or two days from now, we did tweet it out a few days ago, him wearing this giant crystal helmet with like a sterling silver face mask. It's like a Waterford crystal. I just, I mean, he looks so happy though, man. He looks really. Happy. Because, he got, because he got a trophy. Because he, he looks, got a trophy.
1: He looks like Juggernaut went on queer eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: God. I don't know who thought that was a good
2: idea. It was a great uh, idea. I don't don't hate on it. This is has awesome. this trophy? is this always been the trophy for this game? Has like, I this don't know. Before? I think the last game that happened in Ireland was in 2016. That would have been, I guess, Paul Johnson's Georgia Tech winning it. Do you think Paul Johnson oh, put God. on the helmet? I'm, just,
0: I'm now looking. There's no, no way. Paul Johnson's still a football Paul, helmet. Paul Let's Johnson
2: see. would have put on a, like a stream of obscenities before he put on that helmet. I think.
1: I would have
0: smashed. I just see pictures. I just see pictures of Paul Johnson playing like golf. No, so no. I don't think so. I don't think he okay. put. Wait no, hold, wait, hold up, hold up. Hold oh, oh, oh. no, I, I see the helmet. Okay. It is a, it is a Waterford crystal helmet. Oh, I God. see him holding it. Hold up, I'm gonna uh, uh, here. Let me. I'm gonna post the link of the Discord. Hold up, I see, oh, it's him man. holding the helmet.
1: That one's on a on a wooden base. And it's with Steve Dasio. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that
0: is
2: Steve Dasio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys being dudes holding crystal helmets.
1: Yeah, What's either scary? one of those would have smashed it if they got the chance.
2: What are, we, what are we even doing with our
0: lives, guys? Have you ever like just looked at the picture and then realized that I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore? Because that picture right there about did me in.
2: This crystal trophy was designed by Billy Briggs, who captured the true classic shape of the American football helmet. This piece was mouth blown and hand cut using traditional manufacturing techniques. The diamond cutting across the surface of the helmet allows the light to catch it in order to create the magical sparkle associated with Waterford Crystal.
1: They could have at least said something about a prism and and leading to the part of gold at the end of the rainbow.
2: No. We are just just talking about the beautiful... beautiful. You better not cut that. (laughs) I'm leaving all that in. I don't care how long this podcast is. Uh, I apologize
1: to all of our Irish listeners out there who I may have uh, offended oh, in so terrible accents or stereotypes I may have let loose in the last five minutes of this podcast.
2: Shout out Billy Briggs on that, that beautiful helmet design.
0: Uh, we do have some good news or some travel news, we'll say. The commissioner and I are going to be at the Texas Louisiana Monroe game in Austin, Texas. So, when we say we're going to be enjoying the Hawaii game in another way, it may be, you know, passed out after the game. We'll see what happens.
2: Who knows? Yeah, we'll definitely see what's going on. I think the spread for ULM. In Texas is it was like thirty eight to forty? Yeah. Stats um, of war
0: had, had ULM's winning chance at
2: less than one percent. I believe it was 007 percent. That's
0: so you're saying there's a chance. So you say there's
2: I mean, I don't know. <laughs> last time I went uh, I went to Austin was for the ULM. Texas game in 2009, I believe. And ULM covered the spread by like three points. Um, oh, yeah. so, so I'm hoping for spread coverage again. And if by some miracle, Terry Bowden's boys pull off something, we're going to be there. And Austin down, we're going to burn it to the ground. <laughs> it is, I mean, I don't think I'm, I, I don't <laughs> Uh, I, I have this ridiculous real tree camouflage ULM Warhawk jersey in my closet. I have never worn it outside. I can't remember when I bought this thing. And you guys are trying to talk me into wearing this jersey. You have to wear it. Okay. All right. I, I'm sure you guys have seen the picture of it, but I, I'm staring at it right now because I'm recording in my closet again. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if I can pull that off, I have a couple of hats. I don't know if it fits me anymore, but uh, I'll give it a shot if I can wear it. Uh, uh, if you if you guys are listening to this and you see an idiot in a ULM Warhawk camouflage real tree jersey at at Daryl K Royal Memorial Field uh, in Austin this weekend. Uh, come say hi, and uh, we, we'd be happy to meet you because Absolutely. this is, is going to be a ridiculous <laughs> time. We don't expect much, but it's going to be fun to be out and watching games again. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Chicken Sedan, you also have something listed as a Sicos Curiosity Beyond College football that you wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, so I know uh, this podcast is mostly focused on college football, or the Sickle's Committee, and and most of our tweets are about college football, but we often focus on some of the lighter side of other sports or humanity as it is, so I figured I'd add another thing to the conversation. And I'm going to drop this link in the Discord for you two to see. You might watch this i don't know if it has sound to it you can watch I, this I, while I, i'm if, talking about it This is what i
2: think it is i may have seen this already
1: so you may have seen this there's a there's a clip going around in the last week of one of my uh, my new favorite professional wrestler of all time uh it's a man who uh, wrestles in it looks like the inspire ad wrestling circuit no i think it's in texas actually he goes by the stage name of luigi primo and uh his 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 twitter handle is at Best pizza chef. Uh, this is a man who goes in the ring. He's kind of a scrawny guy with a healthy Mario or Wario or Waluigi style mustache. Goes in there spinning a pizza pie around. <laughs> distracting his opponent (laughs) every time his opponent gets him in a grip he spins the pizza flips it on him tosses it to him flips it under his leg and it's just a delight so if anybody's listening and you get the chance check out this guy he's at best pizza chef on twitter you can you can watch some of his clips there he does some interviews Uh, i guess he's got a youtube channel where he does some promos it's it's just an absolute delight i'm not sure if we focus on our twitter or not but just check him out. That's that's really all I have for this segment here.
0: He looks absolutely amazing. I love this.
1: This guy's like he's at a, uh, like five ten, buck sixty. Yeah, <laughs> he's great.
0: Based in Austin. Now, see, now I'm gonna have to figure figure out like where he's wrestling because I'm gonna have to go see this.
2: Yeah, if we're in Austin and, and the Pizza guys, there wrestling, I mean, we maybe it. we can maybe we can do a, a double dip of the ULM Texas and the Pizza Guy
0: and the Pizza Guy.
2: Well, guys,
0: I think that's all we've got for tonight. (laughs) I hope everyone enjoyed whatever this was and that you guys have a great week one. Week one always is going to have a whole bunch of games. So you'll see what we're following. As always, if you find something funny or find something weird, feel free to add us at Sicko's Committee because you guys are better at catching this stuff than a lot of times that we are. And we love finding the weirdest stuff from all levels of college football. We've just got a whole bunch of folks who are big into NAIA football, which if you don't know, NAIA is sort of the, I don't want to say it's like below D3, but it's sort of the next level down. And there's just lots of fun stuff down there. So whatever you find, high school, college, weird football stuff, weird sports stuff, you know where to send it. Gentlemen, anything else you want to say?
2: Really nothing else, but I I just want to wish everybody uh, a happy yes ha! yes. Uh, and thank y'all for listening. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Hopefully, uh, I didn't sour my reputation and maybe I'll get another invite someday.
0: And we will see you guys after week one is over. Thank you.